Well, today I want to welcome you to Women of Substance, and I'm thoroughly just anticipating a wonderful podcast, and um, I uh, invite you to uh, call other friends or tell them about this so that they can listen in. Uh, One of my dearest friends, Valerie Peterson, is who I'm interviewing today, and uh, Valerie is a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Florida. She is also a certified clinical mental health counselor and a national board certified counselor. Uh, Valerie received her bachelor's degree in social work from Ashland University and her master's degree in pastoral psychology and counseling from Ashland Theological Seminary. She is currently in private practice with Destin Counseling Center in Destin, Florida, and uh, she specializes there in women's issues, marriage, uh, family issues, and addictions. Valerie is also a licensed therapist on staff with Path of Grace Incorporated, where she works with women dealing with drug addiction and alcohol addiction. In addition to mental health practice, Valerie is a conference speaker and a regular guest on a radio talk show addressing current life issues. She is also a licensed minister, having been licensed and ordained through the International Conference of Faith Ministries. Furthermore, Valerie is an award-winning writer. She is recognized by Parenting Publication of America, specializing in psychological educational and health topics. She is the author of four booklets, uh, Waiting on God to Move, Six Steps to Get His Attention, Bullyproof Our Schools, and Keeping Your Marriage Strong, Ten Topics for a Dynamic Marriage, and Tips for Positive Parenting. And uh, also, now she's working on a, a pamphlet uh, on, on grieving and on grief. She lives in Florida and has three grown children and five grandchildren. Um, I also want to mention that Valerie has uh, just recently lost her husband in April uh, from COVID. And uh, so when we're talking about grief during the podcast, you'll see that it's not just uh, professional ideas here, but it's very up close and personal in her life right now. And so uh, I know that it'll be helpful for those who have been through loss, whether it's a loss of a loved one during this time or perhaps uh, other losses. You know, there can be financial loss. There can be all kinds of, of things that we grieve and, um, so, uh, at, you know, tell them about this podcast and let Valerie minister to them today. And I hope you are blessed by this. My intention is to empower women and bless women. So I believe that as you listen, you'll glean some tremendous truths from this podcast. God bless you. Well, we want to welcome you today to Women of Substance, and um, I'm glad that you're listening. And we have a very special guest, uh, Valerie Peterson. And uh, hey, Valerie. Hey, Scarlett. <laughs> so good to be here with you. It's good to see you. Um, we uh, have known each other for many years. Uh, you and your precious family came to our church in Panama City Beach probably, what, 25, 30 years ago? Or? 
That's it. I uh, think about 27 years ago. Yes. <laughs> we were there. It's yes. been a little while. And, uh, and now you're living there and working in, uh, Sandestin and, um, I right have the privilege of working with you there. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but it's good to see you. And I'm so glad that you joined us here and, um, accepted our invitation. You know, I've always thought so highly of you and, um, being a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Florida, which is a tremendous achievement. <laughs> it's so, it's so nice to have a word of faith, Christian, Holy Ghost counselor that, uh, you know, that you have the, the experience and the skill and the knowledge too, to work with someone through interventions and through, you know, uh, just, um, taking them from one hurting, you know, horrible situation to wholeness and healing, both spiritually and mentally. And I appreciate that, Valerie, very much. I appreciate you. <laughs> you know, I look back at the years with you at your church and the impartation that took place. And when our kids were little, Jeff and I would talk about it all the time. Just um, couldn't be more thankful for the foundation that you laid for us. So thank you. And that we've remained friends through all these years. Is so yes, cool. I know it really is. Um, some of the, you know, I, I want to just kind of bring this up. Um, because, uh, I know in my Christian walk and ministry even, I hear derogatory things from time to time about psychology. <laughs> and you and I have found a, a, a wonderful balance, I think, and mixture of psychology and Christianity. Can you talk a little bit about that? Have you heard the same thing I've heard for years? <laughs> you know, bottom line, Scarlett, God wired us to be emotional, physical, and spiritual beings. Mm -hmm. And so when we leave out the emotional, mm -hmm. it, it's, it, it, we can be, we can be very unhealthy as believers. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And God wants us to grow emotionally as well as spiritually. And so the word of God has such secrets on how to grow emotionally. And that's where I feel like I come in as, as a therapist is, is handing those tools that the word of God says so that we, you know, I can help others become more and more healthy. Amen. Yes, that's right. Uh, I think that so much of the biblical teachings line up with, uh, many interventions in therapy and, uh, I, you know, I'm really surprised at how much, uh, you know, just like for instance, like a positive affirmations or what we would call confessions of faith, you know, and, and so there might be different terminology, but, um, God knows what works. And when it lines up with his word, it works. It helps. It heals. And, um, and then too, I think, uh, talk a little bit about this. There, you know, just like we can be hurt physically, we can be hurt emotionally, uh, and mentally. We sure can. And hurting people hurt other people. You know, you, you just touched on something that I do feel called to bring up. You know, it kind of cracks me up, Scarlett. You know, in the 60s, here's two psychologists to come up with cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it, it is a therapy that works. If you can help somebody change what they're saying to themselves, it's going to change the way they feel. 
because our thoughts affect the way we feel. The way we feel affects the way we see ourselves in the world around us. Well, hear the word of God. You know, we can look at Romans 12 too. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So mm-hmm. hear the word of God talks over and over about our thinking. And, you know, these psychologists thought they were they had it all together in the 60s. But what it says to me, if we can help people change what they're saying to themselves, it's going to help them to see their world around them and themselves differently. Amen. That's so true. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, the time that we live in is uh, so tumultuous right now. We see, you know, in our own country, of course, and around the world, the COVID and you have been touched very personally by that. Lately, your husband of 36 years passed away uh, with COVID just within the last couple of months, correct? Actually died on April 12th. April 12th. Yeah. And, um, you know, so many others that we've heard of. And uh, what would you say? I know this, again, touches you very personally and and, uh, and professionally, because I know that you have talked with many people about grief. And uh, can you elaborate a little bit and, and tell people what if they've lost someone or maybe even jobs and you know there's lots of different grieving processes but what would you say you know you are so right scarlet there's so many things that we can lose in life even i was talking to someone this morning that lost a pet you know there's so many things that we can lose that god did wire us to go through a grieving process Bottom line, you know, I, i have to be honest with you in my past i look back there were times that I didn't grieve in a healthy way when I was younger because really no one had taught me. And Scarlett, there's something about identifying the significance of the loss. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when we have loss, often what do we want to do? We want to just kind of shove it under the carpet or not look at it and, and maybe work more and deny it. Yeah. But, but we've got to walk through it. Now, God wants us to walk through a season of grief, but not a lifetime of grief. Amen. Yes. So he wants to give us strategies. And I have to say, I, my children and I have been just asking him for strategies on how to get through this time of grief. We actually are putting together, you know, how I like to write booklets. Yeah. Booklet on practical tools. You know, there's a lot on grief. Yes. There's not a lot on practical tools tools to get through grief. Can I tell you my n- number one point I want to give Scarlett? You yes, is for women put face wipes in your purse. You so go. on the way to work or in between what, you know, on your lunch break, if you need to cry, you can yeah. cry yeah. because God placed those tear ducts in our eyes, men and women right. for a reason. Yes. And tears can be healing. Tears yeah. can be, collects our tears in heaven Mm -hmm. they can be so healing for us amen that's so true well i'll look forward to that pamphlet coming out because you know we need practical i'm i'm kind of a maybe i've I've been accused of being too practical but it helps (laughs) me i want to get right to the point say okay help me through this and give me some you know real things here and not such abstract ideas so i love that about you uh and you've done several 
pamphlets and really wonderful writings. And maybe you'll do many more. I hope so. Um, so with depression, anxiety, fear, you know, all the things uh, that we experience, especially in a world like today, um, what would you what would you tell somebody? How would they know if they really need counseling? You know, if your symptoms of sadness and hopelessness go on and don't seem to go away, I I would definitely, first of all, find someone to be accountable to that you can talk it through with. Do I maybe need some professional help or do I need to be meeting with my minister or should I go to my minister for a recommendation of a counselor? Because... I don't know. I don't know about you, Scarla, but as a therapist, what I see is there's just something about talking things through. Yes, that brings the healing. As I get older and older, and I'm still in this field, Scarlett, I realize yes, I may need to say things and make some recommendations, but I realize how healing it is when we have all these thoughts and feelings that are just there. Right. To just talk them through in a safe environment. That's so, true. you know, being aware, is this going on? You know, I always say to people when they come into my office, talking with somebody objective is an indication of strength, not weakness. That's it's true. easier for all of us to go on in our same old patterns of living. To right. talk to somebody objective is really an indication of strength. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'll tell my clients, I really admire you for coming today because it takes a lot of courage to walk into a counseling office. You know, it, it takes a lot of courage. You know, way back when the Lord, I believe, he uh, kind of prompted me to go back to school, get my bachelor's and master's. And um, he, he talked to me about Proverbs chapter 20, verse five. It says, counsel is in the heart of a man. Uh, it's deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. And um, that scripture, I think, is so apropos to what therapy is like. Uh, you know, you're you're talking about letting people talk in a safe place. And really, as counselors, we're not ones to tell people what they should do. We're not there saying, well, you should do this and you should do that and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. You know, really it's about the counsel that's in their own heart that we're helping them draw out uh, by the spirit of God. And, and of course, that's the way I look at it. And I believe that we're more even facilitators. Now you do group meetings, you do group Counseling group therapy also. And um, it's amazing how God just shows up and shows out. But I want to go back to your point that you just made. Yeah. Something that I realize in Galatians 1, it says something like this. Some things are taught, but some things have to be revealed. Yeah. Now, I could sit and, and I say this to clients. I could sit here and teach you something mm-hmm. all day long. But when God, through you just talking things through, yeah. reveal something. You know how it goes, Scarlett. Someone will go, oh, I've been thinking this way for all these years. Or, oh, man, I didn't realize I've been feeling like this. Yes. Oh, I don't have to do this anymore. Right. It's amazing that revelation that comes once again in a safe environment. Right. Just talking things. Yes. Yeah, it, it really is awareness 
is such a huge word, isn't it? Because when you're not aware, you can't really put your thoughts and actions to something new because you don't even know what's going on. But when you become aware, that I believe that's the first step to, oh, I can change this. Or like you said, this is something that I can work on. You know, when you know. I'm thinking aware and the word I often use is acknowledge. Yeah, exactly. When we're willing to acknowledge, you know, this is an issue in my life, <laughs> you right. know, or wait a minute. I don't need to be doing this forever. Yeah. I can make some changes, acknowledging it, even confessing it. That's There's right. something about it. Oh. Confessing whatever that sin is or that issue is with somebody else is powerful. It sure is. It is definitely powerful. Uh, another, I think, huge problem in the United States and probably across the globe is uh substance abuse, drug abuse and chemical addiction. Uh and you and I both work there at Path of Grace, which is a I, I just think it's just amazing place uh for the so women. Thankful there. for you. So I gotta say that. <laughs> <laughs> well I've enjoyed and learned so much being there and um I've worked in you know with uh some other recovery centers that were not Christian based. And it's just night and day when you can really pray with people and let the Holy Spirit lead the counseling session and, and, uh, you know, insert his word. And then the girls there, us call them girls, they're women. They, um, they can go to church. They can go to Bible studies that they can do the 12 steps. You know, it's all inclusive and it's just beautiful. I love path of grace. Um, but what can you talk a little bit about addiction and, and how you work with people to try to, you know, get freedom there in that area? You know, I really see Scarlett that, you know, and if you look at research often the onset or increase in addiction is around significant loss in one's life. And something that I notice and I listen to, it's like, yes, when my husband told me I wanted a divorce. Yes, when my father kicked me out of our home. Oh, it's when I lost my car that I, I, I started getting more heavy or I lost my children. It's amazing how I see this pattern that significant loss can prompt people to want to maybe numb their pain. Yes. So you and I know often it is, you know, I look at the path of grace. It's like a puzzle and how every piece, you, me, you know, all the other people on staff. I look at the Bible studies, all the things that they're doing, the church services. Mm -hmm. All these things are the ingredients that make this program work so well. Yes. And something else I feel is. It's a longer term program. So, you know, not rushing it. They, yeah. they have, you know, we recommend they stay 18 months to two years. Yeah. So if someone today is watching and they're struggling with addiction, you're probably like, for crying out loud, I don't want to stay somewhere 18 months or two years. <laughs> but I have to say what happened in your life didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. In recovery and healing is a process, not an event. Yeah. It sometimes takes time. And right. so being aware of that and even having a counselor on an outpatient basis wherever you live. I don't know if you agree there, Scarlett. Yes, I do. I think that's so important. Uh, I've seen women come in there and just, uh, 
you know, they're, they're full of fear. They're full of worry and, um, um, shame, guilt, you know, all these things. And to, to do a 30 days would be almost, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, any help is good, but 30 days is not going to be enough to work through all the things that, like you said, have been going on for years. And, uh, and yet, you know, the ones who've stayed 18 months or two years, they even become a leader there you, and, and, and even begin to not only just become uh, anchored, but also learn how they're to anchor others and uh, pass it, pass it on and pass it along. And it's just so beautiful. I really. Isn't it amazing how God will not waste our pain? Typically our pain becomes our platform. Our pain becomes our purpose. And so, I I mean, I'm sometimes amazed even when women live in other states and they go back and become leaders and helping others get out of addiction in the state they're from. It just, it just blesses me to see. And I'm sure you too, we both are doing the same thing here. Yes, it really does bless me. Um, and then just one more thing about grief because, um, I, you know, again, in some church circles, you hear, well, you ought not ever grief, you know, you ought to, you just, you know, I don't know, like it shouldn't be a part of your life at all. But, you know, the scripture in First Thessalonians 4.13 says that we, we don't sorrow as others who have no hope, but there is sorrow, right? There are things to work through and to acknowledge and, um, would you say anything else to people who are grieving right now? I know that you've talked about tears and letting those tears flow. Um, what else would you say to those? You know, I, I, I'm trying to do in my own life and I'm encouraging my kids and my precious son-in-laws to, to do some of the things that, you know, I'll tell clients to do and something, you know, Scarlett, we've, we've got to admit, you know, in our world today, you're just supposed to carry on. Yeah. And so, you know, after the funeral or the celebration of life is over, oh my goodness, if you're, if someone is going through a significant loss today and you're just feeling raw, well, you know, as the time, you know, the weeks go by and the months go by, other people are moving on with their lives. Yeah. And someone listening today may feel, I just can't move on. I'm in too much pain, but maybe they have to go back to work. I'm going to remind them, use prescribed times to grieve. Set time aside at night or a few times during the week that maybe you look at old pictures. Maybe you write that loved one a letter. Do be creative in grieving because our world, doesn't really allow us it doesn't encourage us to just take a lot of time off we just typically go back into whatever we're doing when we've had significant loss and then someone may be listening in and it may be a divorce or a loss of a home or a loss of a pet you will go through a grieving process and once again finding that time yeah to grieve and spend time with the lord and um is going to be important um Scarlett, I have to say for myself and my kids, we talk about it, that it's kind of like sometimes we're on a surfboard and we're on top of that wave and we're doing okay. And then, you know, the next moment we fall off the surfboard and we feel like we're 
you know, tumbling in the water. Sure. You know, someone may be feeling that way today. Yeah. And those are normal emotions. I'm going to remind people too that anger is a part of grief. Yeah. And, and sometimes anger at God is a part of the grieving process. Right. I want to say he can handle that. Sure. He if can. he says in Psalm 139, I know when you sit, I know when you stand, I know your thoughts from afar. He knows what we're thinking and feeling. Why don't we go to him and tell him is what I'm saying there. Yeah. That's really good. Give people permission to talk to God about it and to say, I'm angry about this. You know, <laughs> I remember <laughs> David, my husband, when he lost his first wife, Cherie, they were married about like you and Jeff about 36 years. And he said, I'm not God. I'm not talking to you for two weeks. <laughs> he was just mad. He said, I'm not, I'm not even going to talk to you for two weeks, but it's not like God's going to th- fall off the throne because, you know, somebody says something to him like that. I think it's honest. It's authentic, you know, and, and I think the Lord loves that. Yeah. Authentic. And I, I give him so much credit for sharing that because, you know, I, I remember years ago reading Job, um, I think because I felt like Job Jr. at that time. And I was reading the end of Job when, you know, God asked Job to pray over his naysaying friends. And so he did so. Well, Scarlett, I was looking at my footnotes and it said, Job's friends talked about God. But even in Job's two words, rage and anger, he went directly to God. Yeah. Now that really spoke to me because what do we do? Here's us and here's God. We tend to pull away from God when we don't understand something, when right. we're angry, where those that just said to me, run to God. Yeah. Tell him what you're feeling. It's okay. Yeah. That's what's helped me through this season of the loss of my husband. I run to him. I let him know, Yeah. you know, this is what I'm feeling today. I don't understand. And right. it's really helped me. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I noticed your favorite scripture is Joshua one nine. <laughs> and when I when I read it a while ago, I thought, uh, you've really had to be strong and of good courage during these last months and um you're I admire you for that. Um but I think the end of that verse says it so well is the Lord is with us whithersoever we go. You know, we are not alone. I think the devil tries to tell us we are sometimes, but we're not. And uh I have to say Scarlet is the morning after Jeff passed is I sat on my bed and I said, okay, Jeff Peterson, what do I do now? (laughs) And the Lord led me to Joshua one. Oh, really? Oh my goodness. And you know, going on after those verses that you just shared, it says meditate on my word. Doesn't say just in the day, yeah, but in the night. Yeah. So when I wake up in the nighttime hours, I just remember, okay, take a word. It's going to get me through, especially there can be a lot of fear that can go along with grief. Well, sure. Is, is, you know, take a scripture verse that I can hold on to even in the middle of the night. That really, those verses, the entire chapter have really helped. Right. Yeah. Um, Patsy Caminetti ministered at my dad's funeral, uh, to us after, right after the funeral. And, uh, what she read that chapter and she said, you know, that the Lord said, Moses, my servant is dead, you know, and, uh, 
I think, you know, the, with, with the acceptance of that, that, uh, someone has gone on to be with the Lord, uh, you really do have to have that courage to pick up and the strength to pick up and to move forward and to, you know, and it's not an overnight thing, you know, um, but, uh, David shared again about his wife, Cherie, that when he drove by the cemetery one, one day, right after he finished preaching at the church, um, he, you know, of course looked over and, you know, saw the cemetery and he said that the spirit of God brought that scripture till death do we part, you know, till death do I part. And he said that he had grieved, um, really about his wife being gone, but he'd never grieved about the marriage, you know, because he'd been a married man for decades and all of a sudden he realized that he was single, you know, again. And it was at that point of death, um, that, you know, that there was a separation, you know, in the marriage. And uh, I had never really thought about that. And, you know, and it was just interesting. He said he cried and cried and cried and cried and cried, just wept over grieving over the marriage. So there's a lot, like you were saying a while ago, there's a lot of different areas of grief, isn't there? Um, you know, I know going through a divorce, I mean, it was horrible grief, horrible. Um, the, the, you know, loss of marriage again in that situation. And then for your children and, you know, somebody listening to today might not think about, well, you know, getting out of a bad marriage would be grief, but it can be, it really can be. Yeah. Leaving over to Scarlett what you thought was going to be. Right. Someone may have dreams for that marriage, you know, right. um, and, and suddenly it's gone. You know, so many people will say to me is, you know, with divorce, it's kind of like the person is dead, but still walking the earth right. and how that can be hard. Yes. Um, you know, gosh, grief is grief and being willing to acknowledge um, yeah. the significance once again of whatever loss someone is walking through today. Right. And, and, you know, once again, accountability, having someone to talk it through with can be so healing. Yes. If people are in your area down there and, uh, are you taking new clients at, at Destiny Counseling Center? You know what? It, it, I am at it and it's actually, um, destined counseling. I know it's all, you know, all these destiny, destined. <laughs> my church is destiny worship center. Right, yeah. But I actually, yeah, I work for destined counseling center and yes, I am taking new clients. Okay. So they yeah. can get in touch with you on your website. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have my email on the website, ValeriePeterson.org. Okay. Um, and they can contact me definitely. Okay. And then if people have problems with addiction or if they know people, uh, of course, this is a girl, a women's facility, but, um, I'm sure Eddie could help, you know, refer them to some men's facilities if they're, if men are in trouble as well, but, uh, they can contact Path of Grace and is that Sandestin or Destin? It's, it's actually the Sandestin area, and yeah. if they just looked up Path of Grace and, yeah. you know, either Sandestin or Destin, it will definitely come up. Okay. And, you know, yes, call here. Call Path of Grace yeah. because, you know, they do have so many good referral sources for yeah. men and for women. If this isn't the right fit here, they'll help you find the right fit. That's so good. I, well, I appreciate you so much, Valerie. Love you so much. <laughs> 
It's always so good to see you. You too. God bless you. You too. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, this is our um, conclusion of today. I hope you learned something. hope you were encouraged. And certainly if you know someone that needs help and they're in that area in the panhandle of Florida, uh, give give Valerie a call or email and Path of Grace is just an outstanding place. So helpful. And um, so next time we'll have another wonderful guest. I hope you'll tell someone else about this podcast, Women of Substance. Let somebody else know. And we want to give hope and encouragement and empowerment to women. So God bless you. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So, uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.